Thanks for listening to The Career Planning Show, hosted by Alex Rishkanu and sponsored by Staples Studio. You can listen to a new episode every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or any other platform where podcasts are played. If you'd like to ask a question, please submit it at www.rascanu.com forward slash The Career Planning Show. We record the career planning show in the podcast booth inside the Staples Studio co-working space located in Midtown Toronto, Canada. Staples Studio not only offers a safe space to work with desks, offices, private phone booths and meeting rooms, they are also connected to the Staples Store where they have everything you need under one roof. With locations across Canada, Staples Studio is a community to help you work, learn and grow. To learn about their co-working space locations, pricing and amenities, Visit studio.staples.ca and book a virtual tour. Carolyn McDougall is an occupational therapist at Hallam Bloorview Kids Rehabilitation Hospital and lead for the hospital's transition strategy, employment participation pathways. Carolyn is passionate about the value of work and the importance of gaining work experience from an early age. She coordinates employment programming for over 80 youth with disabilities annually. She is the business liaison for Holland Bloorview's co-site host role for Project Search Toronto. She has worked previously in health sector human resources, research and communications roles. Carolyn's research and community partnership interests relate to participation in employment, transitions to adulthood, life skills, family involvement, and systems coordination. I also am passionate about supporting others on their career journeys and serving the diverse abilities community. I appreciated the opportunity to learn from Carolyn what her career journey has been and the kinds of resources that Holland Blue Review provides to support youth in starting out their careers. Work experience during our teenage years has a significant impact on our career potential, which makes Carolyn's work truly meaningful. Hear her career journey and career development insights for yourself. Welcome to the Career Planning Show. Our guest today is Carolyn McDougall. How are you, Carolyn? I'm well, thanks very much for having me, Alex. Yes, of course. Could you please walk us through your career journey? Sure. Um, I think my career journey I would describe as very evolving. Um, So I always really have been excited about work and Um, So I was excited to run out and get a summer job pretty much as soon as I could and did lots of things like in office work and retail. Um, Early memory of that kind of stuff is like I tried out sales one summer too, but that's one that I I quit on my first day. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah, but I I think of those because I think they're influential in one's decision making. But despite that, I would say it was definitely a person I went to university without really much idea what I wanted to do as an eventual career and I I took things in university that I had been interested in in high school and primarily like modern languages German and Spanish but I I I don't use that at all in my uh, work now Um, I briefly did a like a foray into um, wondering if I might be interested in business during undergrad and uh, the guidance counselors recommended I try some university math which I uh, 
was the only course at university I, I really ever did absolutely terribly in. So <laughs> I, I graduated, you know, that way in languages. And when graduating, I um, just thought I'd work for a while. And my mother worked at Holland Bloorview Kids Rehabilitation Hospital, actually. So I uh, looked at the types of roles that were available there in an administration, which is the type of work experience I had at that point. And um, my first job was in human resources, which I worked in for a fair while and and really liked and um, and worked also in in various um, clinics at the hospital and in communications and ultimately in project management. So I did quite a wide variety of things here. Um, yeah, moved to another hospital and worked there for a while. And also, I guess I would say in kind of project coordination and eventually from reflecting back on some of my experiences at Holland Blurview, where I think I had been really interested in what occupational therapists did in terms of uh, working with young people uh, just on the types of things that are important in our daily lives. For example, working with a young person who'd had a brain injury and, you know, being able to uh, navigate around their community again. So really, I, I began to have a sense that I really wanted at the end of the day to go home and think, oh, you know, like that was really great interaction. I feel mm. like that was helpful in someone's life. And um, I decided to apply to occupational therapy uh, school. So um, that's great. I, did that. I was the oldest student in my class. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's great. Okay. So where, where did you study? How long was the program? What was that experience like uh, doing it? maybe halfway through your career as opposed to earlier on? Yeah, um, so I, I personally went to McMaster at the time that I went back to do that. It was just after occupational therapy programs, um, now our master's program, so two years mm -hmm. master's that you do after your undergrad. Mm -hmm. And, um, but it was early on in that time frame, and there may be some differences now, but um, because I had absolutely no science background at all, McMaster's always been a school that's open to people with diverse backgrounds within the mm -hmm. health sciences and recognizes that someone can still make a contribution. So um, that was the only place I could apply to, but really like the best school for me. I, I commuted there for <laughs> from Toronto for <laughs> the two years, <laughs> but it was really well worth it. So yeah, um, that's I enjoyed great. that. And after you finished the degree there, how did you transition back into, into were, you, were you still working while studying full time or how did you end up um, having the opportunity to work as an OT? Yes, I did work for a time while studying. Uh, and, then, um, and then I guess I used some of my contacts um, ultimately from Holland Blurview and was able to uh, get back uh, into working as an occupational therapist at Holland Blurview after a time working, I guess, from one of my field work placements. So experiential learning that you do as part of occupational therapy education. I, I did work for a time with um, a company I'd had a placement with that did uh, therapy in, in schools. Um, so I enjoyed that as well too, but ultimately um, I did really like the environment of um, working with children and, and specifically on review and um, got back connected there first in, in, in relation to a project. Um, yeah. That's great. And in, in terms of the day-to-day -day work of an occupational therapist, could you please share some of the main aspects of, of the role? Sure. Um, 
I think that um, it's easy for people to connect the word occupation with the idea of work, and that is part of it. But um, occupation in the sense of occupational therapy is more about the things that people want to be able to do and need to be able to do in their daily lives. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it is a, a health profession. People typically meet occupational therapists in hospitals or community health organizations, or like I mentioned, schools. Mm. Um, and really, um, the occupational therapists Go, uh, role is to find out what the individual person's um, priorities are and then to make a plan with them to, to work towards that goal. So we think sometimes of breaking things down uh, for, for thinking about them in terms of like one category is self-care. So that means like the things that we do to look after ourselves, like hmm. brushing our teeth or getting our groceries. It's my favorite <laughs> chore, getting groceries. Um, and then um, the category of productivity is about like school or work and and also the important aspects of leisure and recreation in everyone's lives. So people might have, you know, goals or things they want to work on in, in one or more of those categories. That's uh, so that's sort of broadly what occupational therapy is about. My own personal passion within that has always been for what people get out of work um, in terms of our, our sense of satisfaction and our, our sense of contribution and the connections that we have with other people. So it was really fortunate when I shortly after I came back to Holland Bloorview to be able to get involved in um, writing a proposal really for uh, a, a work experience program for young people with disabilities. So that evolved into you becoming project lead for the employment transition strategy program. Mm -hmm. that did. So, yeah. so in that in, in this role, uh, which you have right now, um, what would you say are some of the, the key components of it? Uh, would you say it's, um, you know, in terms of, would you say that you spend a significant amount of time on strategic planning or staff management or developing the, um, you know, developing the program in terms of its offering to youth? Um, would you mind speaking um, about what yeah. your role entitles? Sure. Yes, I uh, do do a lot of different things in my job currently. Um, and it, it, in reflecting for, for talking with you today, it does sort of bring in a lot of my past experiences. So um, it's things like, you know, uh, asking questions to and, and listening to, to learn what people are wanting and needing in terms of programs and supports, and then designing, um, whether it's an individual workshop or a whole year long program. Um, setting up procedures and, and organizing the staff scheduling so that those things actually can operate well um, and looking at how we evaluate what we're doing and um, often writing grant requests to donors, <laughs> reporting back on that. Um, uh, yeah, so sort of communicating about that um, with people and also really trying to be connected with sort of the broader network of supports and services in that area. And, and uh, so to be part of kind of the, the movement uh, uh, of organizations that are interested in um, employment inclusion for youth with disabilities. That's great. So if, if someone who's listening to our conversation right now and they know that they are very passionate about helping others advance in their careers, and they're also passionate about helping people with diverse abilities find employment. Um, they're in the, they're at the intersection of those two. What are some 
resources or steps that you think someone could take in order to end up having the opportunity to become project lead um, at Holland Brewer View or uh, in another hospital in Canada or a community organization that is at the intersection of those two areas, career, ser career services and um, supporting people with diverse abilities? Um, yeah, big question. So um, I'll see how I can do with tackling it. I think there are a lot of um, helping professions. And, and I think as a young person, often it's, um, you know, hard to understand the broad range of those things. So I guess like a piece of advice is, is just, um, I do think that in the end as a young person, I didn't do enough sort of connecting and talking to other people to really learn about that breadth. Um, so because I think that, um, thinking about you know, professional training is, is one aspect, often having the type of professional training that is relevant to an organization that's a, a, a pathway to, to being there and being involved in programming and then looking for other leadership opportunities. So in a, in a hospital setting, clearly sort of a, a health education background is one main path in and many community service organizations, they're, they're different paths, more like say social service work or um, child and youth work. Um, there's also like health promotion stream of activities. Mm. Um, I do think it's true as well too, though, that um, oftentimes people with different backgrounds, say um, financial expertise or working in human resources or um, working in business come to um, health and community service organizations in those kinds of roles. And then you know, really feel a deep sense of meaning and contribution to the work that the organization is doing and, and they're contributing their own expertise. So I, I don't think mm. it's necessarily all about getting involved in, in the helping profession per se to begin with. Um, I guess you were sort of asking as well about um, working with individuals with diverse abilities um, is specifically in the context of education or is uh, in, in the context of work or yeah, so I was I was envisioning someone who is listening to this conversation and them saying, "Hey, I would love to be Carolyn one day. Like, how do I become <laughs> Carolyn? Do I do I go the health route and I get a um, health promotion, uh, you know, undergraduate degree, and then I do my project management certification and I work my way on the social services or healthcare." Um, side of uh, you know our, our society where is it okay for me to um, perhaps be passionate about the you know the corporate community for a while and work in that environment um, does that then exclude me like if I take the second route does it exclude me from having the opportunity to be program lead um, within a hospital that has a, a very strong focus on social services and potentially an expectation that you come from that uh, type of a background. Mm -hmm. um, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think of it necessarily too much, but I suppose in my own career it was influential. I, I did um, also do a master's in um, health administration. Um, mm -hmm. So I think that that brings educational background as well in, in, in administration and sort of business, you know, it's like a business administration degree, but with a yes. more of a health and social service flavor. Um, and I think that I, I overall feel that it's, it's true probably to say that um, being able to work for a while directly with individuals and families 
um, is incredibly helpful in um, and then um, being able to organize things more than a program or organizational level. Um, you do ha have a, a sense of like you, in a way rooted really, right? In, in what uh, some of the needs and challenges are that people express. Um, but I, I think that it, it's true as well too that oftentimes people with um, a, a business organizational background end up being involved in, in management positions in other organizations um, and then, you know, are very skilled at kind of um, mobilizing the group of, you know, perhaps service providers that they're working then with more directly to, to make sure that that team has all the elements. So I definitely think both ways are possible. That's great. Now, if we shift over to um, the serving clients um, within the, the program that, that you're leading, would you mind sharing mm -hmm. a story of uh, a young person who um, has been helped um, through the uh, employment initiative that you run at the Holland Review Kids Rehabilitation Hospital. Sure, I'll definitely, uh, I like sharing stories, so I'll certainly do that. Um, I thought maybe I should preface the story by saying um, some of how we, we came out off as a hospital kind of came out um, at thinking that um, employment experience was something important to um, help to support young people to get involved in. Um, one aspect of that is because knowing that um, research, research tells us, but also it's just common sense that having work experience during high school makes a difference to our long-term employment success. Mm. Um, and then though, from hearing from young people and families directly and, uh, and also from the research, like for example, Statistics Canada survey on disability, we know that young people um, who have diverse abilities do often face barriers in getting their first work experiences whether that's you know, getting involved in volunteering um, or being able to join extracurricular things after school, those are all things that help us build our experiences or find paid work that can be challenging. It can be hard because of say physical accessibility or like not someone might not be sure how to ask for accommodations that they might need or um, someone might feel and know that they need a different approach to sort of learning the job but not be sure how to explain that or how yeah. to ask for some support or help. Yes. Uh, so, you, so really, we meet families and young people all the time who have a lot of these questions and, and really looking for information and support. So that's how we came at home, Blurview, to be involved in programming. Um, so, uh, you know, as I could tell a story of um, uh, a young man with an intellectual disability. He started with us one summer in our hospital's Youth at Work program where we organize for young people to be able to try different roles around the hospital and then um, think about what they're learning about their strengths and their interests yes. and what, what does help them to do their best at work. Um, we, and we connect them with a job coach who um, might help them learn the, the specifics in a particular job, but also is really working with them to design a, like a personally meaningful, great learning experience. Um, then, and the coach then um, often carries on with the youth and family to um, help them develop their own employment action plan. So what is it that they want to do next that will mm. help them continue on that pathway or journey? Yes. Um, and so um, this young man and his dad were involved in uh, some employment action coaching toward what they wanted. And we helped him to connect with um, community volunteering and then ultimately uh, a summer job. 
um, which he had for a couple of years. And we provided in the beginning a, a fair amount of job coaching um, one summer, or a little bit less the next summer. And he's carried on uh, working independently in the summers and, and now moved on to post-secondary education as well, too. That's great. Yeah. So it's the type of way uh, that we, we hope to work with individuals and help that. So and I guess I should say um, individuals with physical disabilities, intellectual or developmental disabilities and autism. Uh, so people can uh, look at the youth employment section on Holland Blurview's website if interested in more specifically about the programs. Yes, that's great. And I'll link to that in the episode description. You also serve as business liaison for Holland Blue Review's co-site host role for Project Search Toronto. Could you please talk about this project, its impact, and how other organizations can get involved with it? Sure. Uh, so Project Search is something that um, Holland Blue Review is just one of six partners in Toronto. And yes. we're really excited that we were able to be part of bringing this program to Toronto um, because Project Search has existed since uh, 1996. There's 600 sites worldwide, um, more than. Um, it started originally in the United States at Cincinnati Children's um, Medical Center. And what it, it's a, a transition to work program for young people with intellectual um, or developmental disabilities specifically. Usually they do it in the last year of high school and it's a year long training program hmm. that brings together um, a couple of key elements. One is um, three connected co-op work experiences um, and um, also sort of classroom learning, workplace life skills, and also the idea of um, employment planning that, uh, so really with a, a, a clear sort of um, employment goal in mind, and then the, the three training experiences help build skills toward that. In the types of partner organizations um, all work together then to support the young person and the family in, in making that employment goal happen. So the That's Toronto great. partners are uh, the Toronto District School Board, Community Living Toronto. We have another co-site host, which is uh, Toronto Rehab UHN, um, where the classroom's based and some of the placements. United Way Greater Toronto and uh, the Ontario Disability Employment Network. So. Um, Organizations, one main way other organizations can get involved is if interested in hiring from this talent pipeline. Um, that, that, that's uh, great or finding out more about Project Search Toronto. The website is uh, Project Search Toronto, all one word, yeah. That's great. And we'll link to that in the episode description yeah, as well. Yeah, that'll be great. What are some resources that youth with diverse abilities should consider using in order to map out and progress in their careers? Mm -hmm. um, I think that uh, there's a lot to learn about job searching and career building in general. So when in school, I, I really like to recommend to people, like, honestly, career centers are great and often undertapped kind of resources, um, it, it, whether if that's in college and university or guidance in high school. Um, and similarly, I think local employment agencies are a great place to start. They do have a lot of resources and often a lot of great programs and, and know about sort of service options in local communities. Hmm. Um, I, uh, in terms of online resources, the Canadian government has a website, youthjobscanada.ca. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a useful general one. For people with diverse abilities, um, I, I like the discoverability network. I think it can be a good place to start. Um, and I'm, 
I also like to talk to people about um, the benefits of mentors. And so um, the Mentorability Canada initiative might be interesting to check out. That's a more complicated website to say, but I think so supportedemployment.ca slash mentorability, which we can put in your links and um, yeah. then get connected with a, a mentor in their community. That's right. Well, mentorability is run at the national level by the Canadian Association for That's Supported great. Employment. So I'm definitely more than happy to uh, link to the organization yeah. that I work for. <laughs> That's fantastic. And I thought to just say too, I mean, there certainly are a number of employment organizations that have employment toolkits. So um, one that people can find easily is from Autism Speaks Canada, um, their employment toolkit. And I think sometimes too, those things are worth looking at, not, not just as an individual with autism, but they broadly contain things that are, that are relevant for individuals with diverse abilities often. And I also like to mention, I think families can get a lot out of, there's a website and an organization called Family Support Network for Employment. Mm. Um, which is fsne.ca. I think that's uh, they've got a lot of interesting resources there as well. That's great. Thank you so much. We covered a lot in a short period of time. Uh, we were able to dive into your career path. We're able to discuss some useful resources that others can find helpful. We talked about project search. We talked about the, the breadth of employment supports that you provide for youth at the Holland Kids Rehabilitation Hospital. I really appreciate the time that you took with us from your busy schedule. Yeah, thank you very much for having me, Alex. It's a great show and super important idea. There's so much to talk about, about careers. Congratulations. I appreciate it. Thank you. Let's support children with diverse abilities. Caves for Kids is a fundraising program benefiting Holland Brewerview Kids Rehabilitation Hospital in Toronto, Canada, and this year, my family and I want to impact the lives of some awesome kids. The best part? If I reach my Capes for Kids fundraising goal, I'll wear a cape from March 1st to the 7th. That's right, the whole week. With your help, we can make a huge difference for kids with diverse abilities. Things that we can make possible when we come together include musical instruments, art supplies, programs, and world-class research. You can join my family's team to fundraise with us, or you can help by sponsoring my participation in Capes for Kids. To make a secure donation online, check out the link in this podcast episode's description. Thank you for listening to The Career Planning Show, hosted by Alex Rashkanu and sponsored by Staple Studio. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the show, rate it, and share it with a friend.